promise, Lord, never again. But I also know that you know what a weak willed person I am. Don't regret this, Lord. I'm a wonderful person. answered Job from the whirlwind. He said, Who is this who obscures my counsel with ignorant words? Get ready to answer me like a man when I question you. You will inform me. Where were you when I established the earth? Tell me if you have understanding. Who fixed its dimensions? Certainly you know. Who stretched a measuring line across it? What supports its foundations? Or who laid its cornerstone? While the morning stars sang together and all the sons of God shouted for joy, who enclosed the sea behind doors when it bursts from the womb, when I made the clouds its garment and total darkness its blanket, when I determined its boundaries and boundaries and put its bars and doors in place, when I declared, you may come this far, but no farther, you, your proud waves stop here. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. This is our Old Testament reading, our first reading for this fourth Sunday after Pentecost. And this is one of my favorite texts out of the scriptures because it comes from Job chapter 38 and it works well because it deals with our gospel reading, which is coming up uh, that we'll talk about on Friday. So I don't want to get ahead of ourselves too, too quickly here, but it's where Jesus calms the storm. But what I love about this section is that the first two chapters of Job are Job having all hell breaking loose. Everything is hitting the fan for Job. He loses everything, family, possessions. His own wife just wants him to curl up in the fetal position and die because she just says everything's meaningless. Everything's done. Life is over. And here, Job and his friends have been having a conversation. And what we learn first is that his friends are morons. Uh, his friends are new graduates from seminary, uh, was always the joke at seminary, uh, because when we get out of seminary, we think we have all the answers. And then you quickly learn as a pastor, and you should learn as, as a fellow believer, that when it comes time to comfort someone in suffering, trying to help them understand why it's happening or explain to them why it's happening or or to answer questions that they might have does not help the situation it's part of the reason why in the jewish custom you sit shiva you you, you sit down and you say nothing and you allow the person there their grief to lead the situation and and i can remember that when i got a phone call a couple of years ago, that a young man who I loved to death uh, had died um, unexpectedly at his parents' house. And I got a call from the sheriff's department to come and be with his dad because he found him dead. Um, we sat there for two hours, and he had friends stop by and everything else, but the amount of times that we just sat there in silence, and then he broke that silence. Well, J the book of Job is a wonderful place to go to realize that we tend to not do that. 
We tend to try and find the answers to suffering, the answers to evil, the answers to pain. And we'll let our minds wander and we'll make up stuff as much as we can. Uh, He had friends who said, well, this is happening to you because you're a filthy, rotten sinner. This is happening to you because of this reason or that reason. And Job keeps trying to give these answers, trying to prove that, that, no, he's perfectly in the right. He's a righteous man. He he does not deserve to have this happen to him. He's going to wallow in the dust all these things. And then we get to chapter 38. And God finally speaks after 35 chapters of being silent. You hear God speak in the first two chapters. And then after that, you don't hear God speak again until chapter 38, in which he says specifically here in in the Christian Standard Bible that, that I love to use, who is this who obscures my counsel with ignorant words? From the Revised Standard Version, who is this that darkens counsel by words without knowledge? That's a more beautiful poetic version, but I love the I love the the text. The the words that are there, both of them are are, are wonderful. But who is this who obscures my counsel or, or darkens counsel? with ignorant words or words without knowledge, who who tries to cover up what it is that God is doing by saying a whole bunch of stuff that comes from nowhere, right? And that is our default, isn't it? We, we jump to conclusions, we jump to assumptions, we jump to what it is that we think uh, is happening, what is going on. And it usually comes from our own experience Or it comes from answers that have been given to us by someone in the past who we assumed was right, even though quite possibly they were wrong. Uh, Something happened recently. I talked about it in my sermon this last Sunday about Christian Erickson, who's one of the best football players in the world. And when I say football players, I'm talking about soccer. Um, And his team, the Danish national team, was playing Finland in the European Championships uh, group stage here on Saturday. And Christian Eriksen collapsed, had a heart attack, went into cardiac arrest on the field. He's 29, phenomenal athlete. And they got him resuscitated, got him to the hospital. He's getting better. He's recovering. Um, And I went on Twitter, made this mistake, went on Twitter, and people were getting all over it because they were saying, well, this, the, 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 there were folks there that were saying this is uh, because of um, he had the vaccine. They were wanting to say, well, it's because of all this news that's been coming out of people under 30, especially men under 30, coming down with myocarditis from, as, a, as, a, as a, a, a result of getting one of the mRNA vaccines for, for COVID. And I had to answer this guy and go, which is always a mistake on Twitter. You don't know that. You can't prove any of that. You're you're jumping to conclusions based on your own understanding of what you think to be true. Well, it just came out today that he wasn't vaccinated and that he had never had, he hasn't had COVID and he has not been vaccinated. And so all the assumptions that these people were making about the reason why Christian Erickson and what would appear to be a normally healthy person would keel over were completely wrong. They, they were wanting to go down this political landscape in which I was saying, no, can we, it's not even been 24 hours. Can we just, number one, uh, realize that we don't know the end of our days. We don't know when life will end for us, number one, even if we're in perfect health. 
But number two, can, can we allow his family to grieve without us turning it into politics for at least a day? Can we, can we do that? But no, of course, Twitter couldn't. I had to block some people. I got sucked into it. And my wife had to hit me over the head and say, why do you do this? You do this to yourself all the time. I'm trying to learn. I'm trying to learn not to get, get pulled into that. But it fits within this text of what we have for Job 38, where Job and his friends are trying to find an answer to the hardship and the pain. Because we think the answer is going to help. It's not going to take the pain away. It's not going to change the circumstances. It's just going to tell us, oh, this is why. It's not going to, once we know why, doesn't mean that it's going to go away. And I love God's response here. God's response is, were you there? Are you me? Were you there when I made all this stuff, when I put all these things together, where he, 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 he gets ready to, he talks about, were you there when I established the earth? Uh, who fixed its dimensions? Who stretched a measuring line across it? What supports its foundations? Or who laid its cornerstone while the morning stars sang together and all the sons of God shouted for joy? Who enclosed the sea? When I made the clouds its garment and total darkness its blanket. All these things. Talking about all these things of creation. Where were you when this happened? And, and the answer and the response for us as as people who should be humbled before God you say I wasn't there but you were God because see the 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 point of Job has always been it's never been this is the answer to suffering that's never been the 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 purpose of Job the purpose of Job is for us to trust God in the midst of the storm to trust God when all hell breaks loose to trust God when a 29 year old perfectly healthy professional athlete keels over on the soccer field in one of the biggest games of his life we should be trusting God in that because God is taking control of it even if we don't like the outcome we always don't want to trust God because we might not like the outcome but what if we trust God that the outcome is going to be okay, whatever the outcome might be, to trust that God is in control and doing what God is going to do? I don't know. I personally think that's the biggest leap that we have to take as human beings and as sinners, because our sin is always going to get in the way of that. And that's why faith and trust are the essential thing for us. Faith and trust is not about being able to confess the Apostles' Creed on Sunday morning. Faith and trust is to be willing to trust God when we know nothing. We will, when we don't have any answers, to be able to trust in God that God is still God, that he is the one that has stretched out the foundations of the earth, that he holds the very earth in the palms of his hands, that he holds our life and breath in the palms of his hands. And that we trust God that even in our death, he will work good in, our, in resurrection for us, in life in him, in life everlasting that is found in Jesus Christ. And so we hold on to that as the only source of truth in life for us, to be able to make it through the worst of days. And we still wallow. We still get enraged. We still hunger for answers, all those things. And yet... What we also do is we trust in God knowing that he knows best and that he will care for us. And we pray that God would embolden us in that faith each and every day. Let us pray. O God of creation, eternal majesty, 
you preside over land and sea, sunshine and storm. By your strength, pilot us. By your power, preserve us. By your wisdom, instruct us. And by your hand, protect us. Through Jesus Christ, our Savior and Lord. Amen. Well, church, go in peace. Serve the Lord. Uh, We will see you tomorrow with our song.